and welcome to the Righteous Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ray Charles, coming at you with this three-part series entitled Loneliness in Leadership. Today is part two of three. If you have not listened to part one, I encourage you to go back and listen to part one of three in this series, again, entitled Loneliness in Leadership. As I mentioned in part one, COVID-19 certainly has caused isolation all across the globe, but isolation does not necessarily have to lead to loneliness. Enjoy part two of three. There's a, uh, I don't, I believe this is a Chinese proverb. It says, if you, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. <laughs> I like to say it again. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And that's what we're talking about. And, and, and Dr. Askin, that concept, that paradigm, that mindset, if you will, is so relatively new because uh, MBA classes, uh, business uh, books segment of the bookstore, it's all filled with leader development strategies. And very few, I would say less than 2% of the books are focused on leadership development. Engaging, enrolling, collaborating, partnering. You know, the Constitution of the United States, it starts with, we the people, right? We the people. So it has to be about the people. It cannot be about your political, protecting yourself from your po political parties initiative. It has to be about the people. Am I making sense? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, let's, let's move on and talk yeah. about, uh, for example, why operating in isolation is counterproductive. Let's convince people, uh, maybe some people, they, they already believe in what we are talking about. Some people are in the middle, maybe. Some people may not believe at all. So let's try to talk about how it is counterproductive so that some of the people who are in the middle may make a shift and join the, the movement, as you say. The movement of working together, collaborating, especially in the 21st century, which is a globalized world, networked by the internet, and no more you can isolate yourself and think that you won't be impacted by what happens in the other corner of, of the world because no more you compete with people around you in your village, in your town. Now you're competing with people around the world. So if you isolate yourself, if you don't find ways to find collaboration, partnership with other people, not even with people like you, I mean, people from diverse cultures, you are in a very disadvantaged position. I'll share a quick story with you. Okay. I discovered, what, about a year ago, that my great-grandfather was a hundred percent Chinese. Phew. Now, you look at me, Yeah. you wouldn't be able to guess that. No. Unless you tell me like that. Unless I told yeah, you yeah. On, on, on television. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Along with millions of folks that are watching. But I share that with the owner of my favorite restaurant, 
Chinese restaurant. And the moment I shared that with him, there was such a connection. Whenever I go in, he's like, how you doing? How's my family? We, we, we not only connect, but now we're clicking. Because I've now shared, I didn't protect that. You I didn't could have. I could have. Yeah. I had a choice. Yeah. I, I share that with... And look at what you got. And the return, the ROI, not only the ROI, the ROR, return on relationship. See, in business, we... The, only ROI. See, see that's good. That's good. <laughs> ROI is of the paradigm of protection. I have to protect my... To compete. Uh, to, compete to, have, to win, to have that ROI. But when we think in terms of ROR, return on relationship, that's more of the paradigm of sharing. And what it does, it just, now, now my, my, my network, my family tree, if you will, has suddenly expanded. That's a, a, an advantage. Exactly. Something that makes you happy, that makes you alive, because knowing that there are other people out there who relate and resonate with you. So let me get back to your original question. Why is Why it, it counterproductive? Yeah. There is a saying that your net, worth, your net worth is only as strong as your network. Say it again. That's very powerful. Your net worth, asset minus liabilities, your net worth is only as strong as your network. So and not over it is, the lesser net, uh, net, net worth you have. And I submit to you, Dr. Askett, your net work is a direct correlation, a direct function of leadership development, not leader development. Leader development keeps me built up, strong. built me strong, built my ego. When the opportunity comes, maybe you're ready, but if you don't develop your leadership... I may, get, I may get an invitation to speak. But you may not capitalize on it because you don't have the leadership development. And I don't have the network. Exactly. So your net worth is only as strong as your network. That's why it's counterproductive. So we should not embrace this kind of loneliness in leadership. You know, uh, I know many leaders in my community, political leaders, you know, top leaders. Some of them, they die. Some of them are in exile and so on. And one of the reasons uh, is because they don't have a network of support of successors. They have been always afraid of the people next to them, the people they may think may succeed them. They spend their time in killing, jailing, and uh, uh, you know, destroying the people who could have helped them create a network of safety net, a network of support for them. So I see that in some leaders still who are alive, who are not trying to open up themselves, not developing their successors, not bringing people around them, support them. They believe that they are unique. That's good. Everybody is unique, but- That's leader development. Exactly. Yeah, it's unique. But your comparative advantage and competitive advantage is when you believe that you're not whole until you bring people who are unique like you. 
when you embrace that thought, you respect people, you bring people, and you know that you can't really succeed and maximize your potential without bringing people who complement in the area where you don't have strengths. Nobody is 100% perfect. Yes. I mean, you don't have strengths, all strengths. There are also weaknesses. There are some limitations. How can you overcome that? That's why sometimes if you don't have that kind of network, what happens? You are blindsided sometimes and you may destroy your destiny, your organization and your nation. But if you have a network of people, leaders like you, so you should not be intimidated by that kind of people. You should not bring people who are yes people. You should not always bring, remember Abraham Lincoln, he brought in his cabinet people who oppose him. Think about Obama, he brought some of his rivals, like uh, Hillary Clinton, as uh, you know, uh, uh, as his uh, one of his cabinet. Classic example of leadership development. Classic example. Dr. Asgett, one of the most powerful quotes that I've heard in 2014 was this: "Is that the greatest gift that you can give the world as a leader is your mentee? The greatest gift." So if you are considering yourself as a great leader, but you are not simultaneously developing a mentee, then your leadership has really failed. Because leadership is not one dimensional. Leadership is multi-generational. I like that. It's multi-generational. I need yes. to write that down. Yeah. That's good. Powerful. Leadership is multi-generational. It's not uni-generational. And we have far too many leaders that have viewed leadership That's uni as uni-generational. And they, they, their vision, their work, their legacy dies with them. It dies with them. There is no sad situation like that. It you dies you die them. and you're over. People, next, the next generation is not talking about you. The thing that you have done, the thing that you said, is not quoted by your next generation. That's one of the pettiest things somebody will embrace and uh, spend the rest of their life. Now, I want to I wanna add to what we just shared. Because a lot of these leaders whose legacy may have died with them is not because of choice but it could be because their only paradigm that had been fed to them was leader development. You see, there has to be a transition. There has to be a shift from leader development to leadership development, first understanding what it is, then executing it to perfection. And I believe once folks understand what it you see it's, it's a lot less stressful to execute leadership development because that's based on leverage that's based on network than try to execute leader development now we have to clarify one thing yes I, I think you know some leaders may think that hey i'm not alone i'm not lonely i have friends i have assistants and so on so what kind of loneliness are we talking about here? Because having assistants, having friends and colleagues who may not challenge you, who may not have that, you know, toe-to-toe -to -toe sure. development, leadership development with you, uh, you, you may be still alone. Very good question. First of all, we are not talking about physical loneliness. We're talking about loneliness from a belief system.
and, and first of all, loneliness is an emotion. So if you believe that you are lonely, if you believe that you are the only one going through this, if you believe that there is no one that you can share this delta with, the I want, I got delta in terms of my vision, then it leads to that emotion of loneliness. So, it's, it's, so you can be physically around your peers of CEOs, your peers in the C-suite, your, your peers of business owners. You can be golfing at the country clubs five days a week and still get to your quiet place at night when you reach at home in your quiet place and that thought locks in thinking wow i'm alone i'm alone on this issue it's 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 it starts with a belief and that could be a fact but why not take it to your peers or a group of folks that you trust and that you can share that with and say, look, I need you to help me unpack this. Because quite frankly, this is hindering my leadership. That opens the door to eradicate that belief, that thought of being alone. If you wanna go fast, go alone. If you wanna go far, go together. So let's talk about if there are some legitimate reasons, forces that may enforce leaders to be lonely or alone are there because I just don't want to uh, throw out there and tell people that you have to be always networked, collaborating and so on. But are there any legitimate reasons why leaders sometimes should be alone? Absolutely. Can Absolutely. you give us some examples? Absolutely. When, when, when you are in the... And, th and this is a great reason. When you are in the embryonic phase of transitioning your company, you wanna be so attuned to your purpose. There's a great book out there. I'm sure the whole world has heard of it, Purpose Driven Life. You, you, you want to be in a place of being alone, not so much loneliness, but you want to be separated from the noise. Because there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of, uh, 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 the internet is filled with, no it's, it's filled with information, yes, but at the end it's of the day, it's, 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 okay. it's a lot of noise. So you want to isolate. You want to talk about an, a legitimate reason to isolate is when that baby, because at the end, it's a, it's a pregnancy. And, and, and when you think of a normal pregnancy, when, when, you know, when your, 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 your mate is pregnant, you wanna keep her away from the pollutants. You should not eat something, you should not exercise vigorously, otherwise you're gonna abort it. Likewise, leaders should know that when they are pregnant with their vision, yes. they should make sure that sometimes they have to isolate themselves, protect themselves from being 
losing their vision, yes. losing their babies. Yes. And this is not limited to entrepreneurs. This is not limited to business owners. This could be someone, I know I'm speaking to someone, someone that you, you, may, you may just have been laid off from your job. It's not the end of the world. It's just reset to another phase. In that phase of being laid off, you want to be separated and go through a, a whole introspection and assessment. So again, you want to get that seed for the transition. Oh, that's good. The seed for the transition. That's a period in time where you need to be separated and isolated just for a season so that you can have that, that germination of that seed can come to maturity. Yeah, because that's very important, you know, at the early stage of your visioning and also while you are transitioning. I like that because, you know, these are very difficult times. Think about it. You just sow your seed and it's not coming out, germinating. It may take, let's say, weeks. So if at that moment you have to be patient you have to. until, you know, it breaks through the soil yes. and, you know, shoot out. The same way your vision, you know, it's in, inside of you. It's already germinating it's already developing but you couldn't be able to see the fruits yet we have to be patient isolate yourself because some people may talk you out yes saying that hey you were talking about this vision you were talking about this business talking about achieving this you know uh, going there and so on but we don't see anything just to stop your dream and let's go together to another direction where you should not go. In transition too, yes. the same. Yes. Where you are, while you are in transition, people may talk you out to take the right route because you may take a very wrong route which may be a dead end. So you have to be quiet at that time. I saw it from the noises around yes. you. Some of these noises yes. could be people very close to you. Yes. So you have to select people you want to listen during that exactly. time. Exactly. listening to the Righteous Leadership Podcast, the voice of a righteous nation within the nations of this world, committed to bringing practical experiences of the kingdom of God in the now to provide hope for the kingdom of God yet to come.